Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Gay With God podcast, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Or are we still searching? The stories you hear on this podcast will melt your heart and strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible and you can be authentically gay with the God of your understanding. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Welcome back, everybody, to the Gay With God podcast. I'm so glad that you are here, and I'm here again this week by myself right now, but I will be taping a guest this evening, but it was going to be kind of late, so I wanted to do this first, and actually I have Kaylee Hargrove returning this evening. We're taping again because I just didn't feel done last week, and I heard from a very dear friend of mine that he loved it, and he didn't feel done either, so I'm so glad Kaylee's coming back, and we'll be able to talk more with her, and that will be posted next Monday. But, you know, we talk a lot about the trauma of the things that are happening in our lives and how we've come through our own coming out faith journey. And I want to tell you about an offering that a friend of mine who's actually been on the the show before, uh, Keith Brown, um, you probably remember him. He's been on a couple of times, but look up Keith Brown and, and you'll find a couple of uh, his shows with me. And he has a special desire to help our community because he's part of our community as a bisexual man. Knowing the difficulty that the LGBTQ plus community has, especially if we've been raised in the conservative evangelical church, chances are pretty good that we have experienced abuses due to our identity and these abuses have resulted in identity trauma. Well, Keith had to work on himself to get through all of this. And once he went on his own healing journey, he along with the clients that he's worked with for over 30 years, has developed a very important offering. Wipeout Trauma will lead you through a 10-day journey to create a systematic and practical plan that you will practice daily so that you can begin to heal. Healing takes time, effort, and Keith believes that we all need a game plan. In this course, you will get that game plan, and as a bonus, Keith includes a forum community where you can ask questions, get support, and make connections with other students. It's an incredible offering, and it's a practical course, and it's available to you now at a low price that you won't believe. And that's why I'm an affiliate for Keith, because I believe in his work, and I believe in his passion. So just look for the link to this course, Wipeout Trauma on the show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com and you'll see the link in order to order this course, Wipe Out Trauma. So I want to take a little time today to talk about God seeing me. And by the way, God also sees you. We're talking about the God of your understanding and my understanding. And I think both of us, you and me, believe that the God of our understanding sees us. But what does God see? I heard one time when I was being more alternative than I was Christian that in order for somebody that has passed over to really see us once they've died and crossed over, that our energy has to be really, really high and that they don't connect with low energy and would kind of understand that because if you're in heaven and you have died, 
your loved ones are left here on earth and are struggling, I don't know if you could be all happy and feeling really good in heaven, if heaven exists, because we're still trying to unpack all that. But that would be kind of hard. Like, how could you go up there and be all joyful and singing praises and knowing that people are suffering here on earth? Which is why I think Advent Christians, the tired group of us, believe that... (laughs) You just go to sleep and you wait. We don't want to know anything. We don't want to do anything. We're tired. And that's a joke I've always told. But I don't know really what happens after we die because I've not done that. But I do believe that God sees us. And I don't believe that God sees me or you only when we have high energy. I believe that the whole idea of God, in my understanding, is that God is with me in my darkest moments, that God provides the Holy Spirit for me to be able to feel connected, even when I don't want to connect, and even when I don't know how to connect, and even when I'm too sad or angry to connect. You know, there there are times in my life where I was at the lowest point that I've ever been at, and there was no way that I can even imagine connecting to some divine presence that I didn't even know existed for sure and didn't even believe that God loved me at that time. But it is at exactly that time now that I believe that God saw me. God saw me in that struggle and in that despair and in that moment of me not even being able to pray. My distress was my prayer signal. My tears were my prayer signal. My thoughts of suicide were my prayer signal. My belief that there was never going to be a way out of what I was in was my prayer signal. And he saw me. He saw me because God loves me. And when you're in that deep despair, when you feel that there is no other way out, be assured God sees you and God is present and God is there in the presence of the Holy Spirit and then the presence of love and then the presence of hope. Nobody's ever asked me why I didn't kill myself. And the only answer that I have over all the years that I contemplated it, made gestures, contemplated the attempts, I believe deeply in my soul that the only reason that I didn't complete that is that I had the presence inside of me that pulled me through. And I'm not talking about my own determination because I didn't have determination at that moment. I had nothing left. But God, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, brought me through those darkest times. And that doesn't mean that people who commit suicide did not have that presence. I really believe that we all are able to connect to that, but we all have our own personal journey. And there are times that I did something extremely reckless and it just didn't work. And that's the only time I can tell you that I probably didn't take a pause long enough to feel some kind of pull that got me to the other side. And there were also people supporting me that were my guardian angels on earth. I do believe that we are so important to each other that the connections that we make with each other, staying 
very attuned to how people are dealing with life and when they might need assistance. And there are times that I will feel the need to call someone and I'll call somebody out of the blue and it happened to be the exact time that they needed me to call them. And people did that for me and they didn't even know what they were potentially interrupting. They had no idea what was about to happen and what I was contemplating in my mind. But at that exact moment, I would get a phone call or somebody would come by. And it was just very interesting to me that that, that was a presence that was always very important. So God sees me and God created me to be exactly who I am. So when God sees me, he's not seeing me as an abomination. God is not seeing me as something worthless because God created me and God created you. So therefore, as I've talked about on this show before, God's creation was good and God was well pleased. And we all fall in that lineage of humankind. The trauma that's left over and the reason that I'm so glad that that Keith has created this program is that the trauma left over from the religious abuse is overwhelming. And we heard from Kaylee of how damaging it could be to go through divinity school and to go through all of the things that she went through to align her body with who she is inside and still feel so disconnected. There is great trauma in being out of alignment with ourselves. And when we can get into alignment with ourselves, the freedom that we have, even though our lives are still not perfect, even though there's still judgment and ridicule and political you know, things happening, being in alignment with ourselves and being back in connection with the God of our understanding brings us to a place of wellness that we can then hang on to especially when we have someone to guide us. I don't know how I would have made it through the last few years of trying to reconnect to church without spiritual direction. I got into my own place of healing through all of the things I had been through and pushed behind me. I just kept moving forward and I didn't give myself the chance to really unpack and process what it meant to get through all of the religious trauma. I really thought that I had done it and was okay with it. And I'd moved, moved on and didn't need it. And that wasn't true. I had a great connection today. Uh, I had coffee uh, with a Facebook friend that I had never met in person and we met up today and had a delightful conversation. And it just reminded me that being able to be in connection with each other is a way to heal and it is in that connection that it makes it easier to walk that path with someone else to talk things over with to be able to focus on what it is that we are working on and how it sounds to other people so my spiritual direction helped me get through those things on um, when i do online coaching that's what we're doing is we're talking about the journey we're talking about how it it lands for us what is still lingering, what is still holding us back. And that is such a beautiful moment when you can finally align yourself with not only your faith, but your, your walk 
in this earth right now. Because we can all believe whatever we want to believe, but how do we put it into the world with our daily walk? And what is God seeing in me that I still need to put out into the world? So that's an interesting thing to think, that God sees me and God knows my potential. So if God knows my potential and I'm not living to my potential, I'm sure that that's when the Holy Spirit starts nudging you. (laughs) And you get the nudge to do the next thing, even though you don't know what it is. But it will be revealed when the timing is right. One connection that you guys know that I have made that has been just an amazing presence in my life is meeting Father Joe and coming to the Episcopal Church. And we've learned in the last few weeks that Father Joe has had his own nudge, one that he wasn't looking for, one that he doesn't understand completely, but knows that this is the Holy Spirit and God is calling him to another ministry and will be leaving the Church of the Good Shepherd. When I told my friend Cody this last night when he stopped by and I got to meet him for the first time off of Zoom, his first response was, oh, wow, and you really connected deeply with him, didn't you? Yeah, I really did. And he was my safe portal in the storm of trying to reclaim my faith. And it is hard. I'm not going to lie to you. This is like really super hard to know that a goodbye is coming. And in the world of the priest, he will have to take a year away from any contact with anyone at the parish and any contact with any of us. And that's going to be a very, very sad year for me. And who knows when our paths will cross again. But like I've told some of the people from the parish as we've talked about Father Joe leaving that I never would have believed that God would have led me back to church at all or that I would go back to church and that I never would have believed that I would be an Episcopalian because that's not even close to how I was raised and I didn't even know what an Episcopalian was until friends of mine started introducing me to Father Joe and to this church that I belong to. So out of the blue, as I began to reclaim my faith, I connect with an Episcopalian priest. I join an Episcopal church after going through all the confirmation and feel very at home there and very loved there and very affirmed and very accepted. And I tell them that I do not believe that God would have brought me through all of that and then is going to drop me back into a place that I don't feel that sense of belonging. But it's not that I'm belonging to a person, even though I am so connected to Father Joe, and I will always believe that he was sent by God to me to help me through that journey. I believe that about my spiritual director. I believe that about certain friends of mine. And so I know that God did not bring me through all of this and bring these people into my lives, help me reclaim my faith, write my own memoir about my journey, and then just drop me. There is something else that's going to happen. When a shift this big happens, there is something else that's going to come. There is a new journey that I'm going to be on. 
whether I'm going to be receiving or giving or both. There is something that I am meant to do in reaction to everything I've been through. So it's almost like playing catch. Okay, I'm going to throw you the ball and then I'm you're going to throw the ball back to me and we're going to be in relationship. And life is like that too. When I'm given a huge shift, I then respond in some way. So it might be marketing my book. It might be following a path into a, the diaconate. It might be being at church and being the best church person I can be and doing the work in the church that I am already doing and continuing to love it. I'm not sure what the next few steps will be. What I know for sure is that God sees the pain that I have now in the thought of losing my priest and God sees the fear that I have that all of the things that I just connected to could be taken away. Faith is a funny thing for me. I do have faith in so many things, and yet I still have fear that maybe I won't be safe now when we get a new priest. What if the worst thing happens and the church completely changes and that it's not the way I feel it is going to be? But that's the fear talking, and fear is a natural response to change. Some people are very exhilarated with all change. I'm not that person. <laughs> I have anxiety. <laughs> and so I do fear. And I have fought so hard to be right where I am. And of course, my default fear is going to come up and go, uh-oh, uh-oh, now Midge, now this could be bad. This could be bad. And yet, it can also be good. I don't know how it's going to be good yet. But I do believe enough now that God didn't bring me through all of this and not still going to be there for me. God still sees me and God is still present because I'm not a basket case. That's how I know that God has to still be present because this kind of thing could have rocked my entire world and I could have tailspinned and left the church. But I'm not feeling the need to leave the church. I'm feeling the need to stay there and walk this journey with my parish peeps and get through this just like we got through COVID and just like we got through Father Joe's liver transplant. We are a resilient little bunch and we love each other and we're there for each other and we're going to get through this. And when I hear myself say that, I feel strong. I feel capable. And yet, I'm still a puddle of tears sometimes when I think about the last day I'm going to see Father Joe and when I'm going to have to say goodbye to my spiritual director and you know, all of the things that I love about my life right now, it's all going to change. And with change, there comes a chance for us to create a new reality. And it's time. If Father Joe is following a calling that he is being given, I'm being called to rise up to see what's next because God sees me and God still has a purpose for me and I am still willing to step into that purpose. As I've said before, sometimes the purpose is to just be able to get out of bed. <laughs> and so it's not like I have to go and run the country or anything. It it can be very simple. It can be making a connection at a coffee shop. It can be having dinner with a dear friend. It can be anything that gives me the opportunity to bring love to someone, to stand in my faith, 
even when I'm scared and to be willing to be present and feel all the feelings and know that God still sees me. And I want you to feel that presence too, that God sees you right where you are right now. You are not alone. You are in the presence of the divine and the God of your understanding. And it's okay to use another person on earth to get you through the tough times. It is okay to explore what it means to be gay and Christian. It is okay to fear. It is okay to cry. And it is okay to rise up and be the person that you're called to be. So later this week, I am called to be at the Wild Goose Festival in Statesville. You can look up the Wild Goose online and see all the wonderful offerings that are happening this week coming up. And there's still tickets available. So if you're up for an impromptu camping trip, I will be doing my podcast live at the Wild Goose again this year, Friday the 14th at 10 o'clock in the morning. So if you want to see me live or even be on the podcast when you get there, (laughs) you can come to the Wild Goose Festival. And then I'm so excited that we'll have uh, Kaylee back this evening to talk more about her journey. And I will post Kaylee on the 17th of July. Uh, That will be when I will repost that. So you'll be able to hear her again. Tonight, my faith journey is at 630. That's a Zoom group that I have each month. And if you would like to join that, go to the Gay With God group on Facebook and sign up. Uh, ask to be a member of that group, Gay With God, and answer all the questions so that I can see you on the inside. And that's tonight at 630. My Ask Me Anything group that uh, meets once a month to go behind the scenes of writing my memoir has been rescheduled from this week because I'll be at the Wild Goose. But we will do that group next Thursday, July 20th, the next Thursday at 7 o'clock, and that's Ask Me Anything. You can get all this information off of the Facebook, my own Facebook page, and also out of the Gay With God group. Take a minute to go over to the empoweredmidge.podbean.com show page, not only to see Keith's listing for the Wipeout Trauma Course, but also for all the links that you may need to have to stay connected to the memoir the Facebook groups that I'm running, and also to receive coaching from me online if you are interested in getting any help with your coming out or faith journey. Stay tuned to see how you can join the Gay With God community, and as always, you are loved. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4 
a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.